0: Hey, black African power. What's good? What's happening? A well organized lie. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woohoo, we, man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house, man. And look, man, we got a powerful show today. And look, man, let's just get it cracking, man.
1: I'm a rock squad up, Magi Archers in the building. Please believe. Oh shit. If you ain't signetta, no time for that interview, dog. I put my shit out for niggas, I don't send it to vlogs. Clan kill off the Buddha, not being discreet. One thought this big pops and projectiles. Sun run, cold game, bring your cleats. The best blow blow, Eskimo, penguin feet. Don't need no blunt to burn, you run the turf with 10 niggas on the block, that's a punk return. Ayo, Dolomite prototype soldier with the solar light. Saber and he hold it like he hold a mic. Golden ice benders, sippin' on that overpriced, both the guy spirits. Rippin' at the open mic, both the nice lyrics like Mama move mean overnight, golden motorbike holding on some Tron shit. That nice neon kit is on it. The king's libation with exotic liqueur. Queens vibration like a side of Shakur A lot of the poor imported foreign threads They ain't got at the store Nubian and Kush Black top pottery jars, 39% THC, the quality pure. Old rappers try to spit, they hot as before. It's like I'm five flights above, bust the shots of the floor. Cats switch up, they style when they ain't got it no more. Cause they gotta keep their product in stores, to beat they kids Ah, uh, see what that we did? Yeah, yes, man, agreeing on everything we said. I smell of a mic like it's the love of my life. Don't get sliced in, beat with the butt of the knife. Brother Polite, I say I'm animalistic, cause I still be in the hood with my hand on my pistol. The Hebrews think I'm cannibalistic, E5 divination, channel the mystic. Audio visionary, let's play poetical visionary. Picture. picture me burning down your missionary, yeah. Then I send you religion, that red dot on your head, that's Hindu tradition. Indivisible, independent, in transition. I'll bring it all to an end with indivisible games Charles Xavier, get in your brain Mental anguish are manifesting physical pain Wizard remains the dance in the chemical rain. Breathe slow, then I'm up out of this physical plane Got military machinery that exercise weaponized greenery Shine out of jeopardize the scenery, son Bruh, the beam can tie your distance Inclines prevention. Stop rising with no trendline resistance Parabolic breakout I'm F 16 with the aeronautic fake The God killer, 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 God killer, God killer, God killer, God killer, God killer,
0: Black African power. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized line. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woohoo, we man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killing in the house. Yo, check this out. We come to do what we got to do, and we're gonna do what we got to do. We standing tall, we standing strong. Hey, it is I'm a raw squad up. Look, family, man, got the squall in the building and full force, man. We're going to have a a very, very interesting evening. You know, we like the iron men and women of this thing right here. We got about eight years straight of being undefeated. And I presume, right, that we'll continue that streak. So tonight we got New York Reggie in the building. You know what I'm saying? Uh... He wants to present his scholarly critique and evidence. You know what I'm saying? He's the last man standing, you know what I'm saying, from the old God to the new God. I'm telling you, man, we had to usher in the new God right now. Reggie holding fast, right, on uh, uh, the information that she can diops brought on Kemet. You know what I'm saying? And meaning the black people, the black land, right? And then you got the Umrah squad led by uh Tep dealing with uh, quote unquote. Uh, that Kimmy don't mean black, right? Backed up by brother Woojah, brother Sinjetti and the whole daggone squad. So we're gonna really get it in. First of all, let me introduce the lovely, Dr. Oyelmayat, oh, I'm a raw squad up. What's good, sis?
2: Hey, I'm in raw squad up to you, brother Anka Ket. I'm in raw squad up to you, brother Woojah, but I'm in raw squad up. Brother Asar Imhotep, um, and Raw Squad, up even to my man, Brother Reggie. <laughs> how's, every, how's everyone doing? I just want to say uh, a Lafayette peace, uh, which means good night, and Baoni. What's happening? What's going on? I'm um, happy to be on the panel, Brother Ankh, and I'm looking forward to tonight's discussion. I know Brother Reggie, he said he's going to bring it. And so I'm looking forward to, you know, this discussion and just sitting back and scrutinizing his information. Mm-hmm, all a
0: raw squad up. I'm all the raw squad up. Yeah, and y'all know, you know what I'm saying, this particular episode is brought to you by Abjeware. Man, y'all know what it is, man. Go to www.abgwear.com. man. Y'all know what it is, man. Got a whole host of shoes, sneakers, boots, the whole nine yards, shirts, uh, uh, no religion, the whole nine yards, man. Make sure y'all do that. So let me say this real quick. Woo-Jah, Medelletra scholar. I'm in raw squad up, what's good, bro?
3: I'm in raw squad up, and uh, man, that intro that you do, man, you, you hype up anybody, boy, but I, <laughs> I, I can feel it through Dr. Maat's voice. But yeah, I'm a raw squad up, peace to the panel, peace to uh, you, Dr. Maat, peace to you, brother Unk, Asari Motep, and uh, good brother, uh, New York Reggie. <laughs> brother <laughs> Reggie is in the house. And um, as I told the brother, Reggie, I'm, I'm ver- looking uh, forward to his information as a scientist. I call myself a scientist. I follow the evidence. So um, and this is what we do. So the brother um, is going to be presenting some information and I just will be listening tentatively. And, um, and hopefully the brother can uh, satisfy my uh, curiosities and everything. So mm-hmm. that's what I look forward to.
0: Okay, yeah, so y'all know we had um, uh, Brother netta Nab had a crack at it, and he failed. So what I'm saying is, is that New York Reggie is the last line of defense. Man, he's from the old school, you know what I'm saying? And the one that can he hold, if he go down, right, everybody go down with him on that side. That's all I want to say. Brother Sahotep, the trouble starter, what's good, brother? (laughs) What's happening? Peace and blessings, everyone.
4: Good. Piece of the panel, Dr. Mahat, of course, uh, Brother Mujawu, and uh, Brother Hunk, and of course our good brother, Brother Reggie, uh, and everyone who's who's not uh, here, but also part of the squad, and of course the listening audience for taking uh, their uh, time uh, and blessing us with their presence on this Saturday evening. They could be doing anything, but they chose to uh, be here with us. So I want to give y'all uh, a shout out.
0: Thank y'all for listening. Mm-hmm. Hey, look! Shout out to Sister Naya, Voices of Fire. You know I'm a Raw Squad up, and shout out to Smash Rock Wells. Y'all know who it is, man. And shout out to Brother Son Jetty. So, how you doing there, brother Reggie? Man, welcome, welcome aboard. I'm a Raw Squad media, right? Appreciate you got that heart, bro. I'm appreciating that heart. Right, anytime you come on the panel with the Umrah squad with some scholarship, you got to be tight, bro. So I know you ready to bring it, man. I know everybody waiting to hear what you got to say because like I said, you the last line of this fence, New York, Reggie. If you go down, all the elders go down with you. And I'm thinking the ship is leaking, and I don't know, Reggie. How you doing, New York, Reggie? What's good, man? Good to have
2: you back around, bro. Uh, peace to the fam. Uh, um. Uh um, it's good to see uh, everybody. Uh, it's good to definitely see the Amirat Squad. Uh, this uh, program is uh, generously supported uh, by uh Ware. Get your Abdu Ware. Um, this is going to be a very important uh, conversation. It's a very important uh, response to uh, the scholar, the thinker, I saw in Hotep's uh, assertion that Kim does not mean black and uh, Kemet doesn't mean the black land, and, uh, you know, I'm a longtime uh, member of the Association for the Study of Classical African Civilization. Uh, many people uh, 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 know my work. Um, it's good to be back on um, a platform, um, and I, I, I could not be anywhere else in the world but be here with the Amira squad uh, responding to Asar's uh, uh, assertions. Uh, shout out to uh, Netaneth. Shout out to Netaneth. And um, so uh, after you give the basis uh, for the uh, argument, then I- I'll proceed.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, for Brother Bujai. <clears throat>
2: All right, so
3: um, yeah, and I-, I appreciate everybody tuned in. So what I want to do real quick for the listening audience is to bring everybody up to speed very, very quickly. Cause I don't want to cut into brother Reggie's time. You know, we're going to give Reggie the entire floor. So uh, hopefully you all can see my screen. And um, this was the, uh, you know, the very quick advertisement. So we have uh, a presentation by uh, brother Reggie. And So what I'm going to do real quick, be as quick as possible. I'm going to bring everybody up to speed. So where we are all right this is the uh question and the topic uh so here are the issues and the hypotheses that we're discussing um what brother reggie will touch on so there's an ongoing debate since the 19 at least the 1960s on the meaning of the place name kemet and i have place name highlighted and underlined in red the place name kemet so there are primarily two hypotheses for this particular question Hypothesis one is that Kemet means black land. And so you have a whole category of people that that will um, assert that. Hypothesis two is that Kemet means black people. And so you have people that that, um, assert that. Uh, Point three, both claims assume that the root of the word Kemet is the word Kim, meaning black in Egyptian. All right. So that's the that's the issue. And those are the running hypotheses. All right. Now, just so we're all clear and so that everybody's on the same page and in sync. uh, This is what the issue is not. All right. What the issue and question is not. So point one, it's not about the question. Does the word black exist as an adjective in ancient Egyptian language? We're not here to argue that. And that's not in dispute. I think everyone who uh, touches on the language knows that there, are, there is an adjective that means black. Point two, the question is not, can we find cognates of the adjective black in related African languages? Anybody who's a comparatist, a comparatist uh, linguist will know um, and have shown that time and time again. So that's not an issue either. No one's disputing that. Point three. Did the Egyptians use color terms to describe a person or thing? No one's disputing that. Everyone knows that the Egyptians used color terms to describe uh, things or a person. Point four, uh, the question is not, do classifiers have to be present for every attestation of a word? Okay, so that's not in dispute. So those four points, uh, keep that in mind, these are not in dispute. All right, we all pretty much are in agreement on all of these things, okay? So, real quickly, I would like to share uh, Shek and the Gop's words um, with everyone, and to kind of, um, you know, set the stage for why we why we question this 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 thing in the first place. So, this is a quotation from Shek and the Gop, an actual live interview of him, and I'll just read his words. Uh, he says, "I would like to see above all." A great number of researchers, Afro-Americans, young Americans, even whites. Why not? Because it's the young who are the least prejudiced. As a consequence, they are the most capable of making triumph ideas which frighten the older generation. Also, I think it will be necessary to put together a polyvalent scientific teams uh, capable of doing in-depth studies for sure. And that's what's important. It bothers me. When someone takes me on my word without developing a means to verify what I say, we must form a scientific spirit capable of seeing even the weaknesses of our own proofs of seeing the unfinished side of our work and of committing ourselves to completing it. You understand? Therefore, we should have our we should have a work which could honestly stand criticism because what we've done would have been placed on a scientific plane. So those are the words of Shekhan the and that's the spirit in which this question is a- is asked. So I want everybody not to get it twisted that um, Shekhan the is probably the greatest genius of the modern day. Um, and we, we, probably, we all probably wouldn't be doing what we're doing without him. But we're taking his words and actually um, doing what he's asked to be done. So here's Asari Imhotep's argument. So re- I'm just reviewing very quickly what Asari Imhotep's arguments were. And this is what the brother re- Reggie is going to address for us tonight. So Asari Imhotep's arguments is that both hypotheses are incorrect for the following reasons. One, scholars. Now, this is not just directed to Shekin the These are all scholars. Scholars ignore the chronology and the earliest usage of the term. Two. Scholars ignore the classifiers written in the earliest forms of the term. Three, both hypotheses fail to support the idea that the root of Kemet is Kem, meaning black. Okay, now by by that last thing, real quick, uh, uh, both hypotheses fail to support the idea that the root of Kemet is the is the word Kemet meaning black. Here's just a very quick explanation of why that's a question. Here are some words that have Kim in it that don't mean black. We have Kim, that means perform, performing work. Kim Kat, uh, commit to you, inhabitants of a place. Kim, meaning to complain. Uh, Kim, meaning make full. Uh, Kim, meet, book of wisdom, etc. So there are other words that we would pronounce and transliterate as Kim that mean things other than black. So... This is why it's important that both hypotheses fail to support the idea that the root chem is the one that means black. OK, so hypotheses one is basically ushered by a lot of scholars. James P. Allen is just used as an example. And um, he basically says that the word *kemet* Egypt literally means black referring to the soil of the Nile Valley. All right. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. Hypothesis two is mainly coming from uh, our beloved Shek and the G-R. And he says, he states that the Egyptians had only one term to designate themselves, Kemet, which equaled the Negroes, literally. All right. So that's hypothesis two. Uh, Just real quickly. um, So now this is something that that was presented. The logic of the actual argument is at fault. And so here's why. Premise one, a word uh, of a simple. Well, let me go back real quick. This is a continuation of what Shekin the Geops said. He says, any Egyptian language, a word of assembly is formed from an adjective or a noun by putting it in the feminine singular. Kemet from the adjective kem, equaling black. It therefore means strictly Negroes or at the very least black men. The term is a collective noun, which thus described the whole people of phronic Egypt as black people. Now, this this quotation is problematic. And so this is what's outlined as the problem. It's actually laid out as a, a faulty logic. Here's the reason why. So, premise one a word of assembly is formed from an adjective or a noun by putting it in the feminine singular. Premise two, Kemet from the adjective Kem, meaning black. The conclusion based on the link of premise one and two is that it therefore means strictly Negroes or at the very least black men. So the problem is, is that there's an assumption being made and the premise itself has not been independently validated in the first place. So this is called begging the question fallacy. So two points. This argument is fallacious in part because it does not offer an independent reason for the claim he is trying to support, the dependency problem. In other words, Diop is trying to support something by supposing proved what he has yet to prove. So here's the critical questions, and this and this is uh, this is what Brother Reggie is going to um, deal with. Has the arguer avoided the obligation to provide independent support for a claim by restating it in similar terms? Two. Has the arguer avoided the obligation to provide independent support by assuming somewhere in the premises the very thing that has to be shown? And that's what we're dealing with with um, the premises that I just quoted. So we must ask of each premise the grounds on which we are to ask to accept it as true and valid. Asking this question will expose cases in which we discover that the grounds by which we should accept a premise is the very point that we are supposed to see being proved in the conclusion. Where we can show this to occur, we have detected an instance of the fallacy called Begging the Question. So that's what I want to set in everybody's mind and and set the scope of the discussion and uh, look forward to Brother Reggie satisfying um, these points that are made. And he's able to do what others have not been able uh, to do uh, prior to tonight. All right. So with that, I will pass it on to our good brother, uh, Reggie.
2: Peace of the fam, peace of the fam. Like I said, it is great to be back on a platform. I would um, would not like to be anywhere else, but be here uh, defending the work of my uh, teachers um, and not just because they are my teachers, but in fact, because they were right. And so this gives me an obligation. I fully understand, uh, completely understand the uh, argument um, shout out to Ned and Neb, uh that warrior, they came on um, and I think he laid the groundwork um, for what I am going to uh, finish tonight and that um, in my opinion Ned and Neb won the debate and I'm going to show you why he won the debate uh, tonight. So I'm going to get started uh, with my, I'm going to share my screen and get started with my presentation. There you go. Um, Share. Can everybody hear me? I hope everybody can hear me. That will give me a gauge.
3: uh, Yes, we can hear you uh, loud and clear. And uh, just real quick, uh, Brother Reggie, for those who are watching, again, we thank you for watching. We got um, over 100 people uh, watching and everything. Um, If you like the information, thumb it up. uh, You know, thumb it up. Uh, Make sure you subscribe and click the bell so when we go live and we do this kind of thing in the future, you'll be notified. All right, so back to you, Reggie.
2: Uh, title of my presentation is Kemet Remains the Black Land, Response to Asa M. Hotep and his School of Thought. Um, a language historical and dramatic response to all who attempt to separate the word, to separate the term Kemet uh, from blacklist, land, linguistics and people. Uh, this is dedicated to uh, Dr. Riketti Amen. Without her, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't understand any of the concepts that I am going to talk about. Um, I thank her for her expert. Uh, and carrying teachings to ordinary Africans, the Medi-Nature. Uh, she could have taught uh, intellectuals. She could have spent a lifetime talking, uh, teaching intellectuals, but she also taught the ordinary the ordinary uh, African. Um, many of you know, um, this program is generously supported by Abjure and the uh Amin Ra Squad. I encourage you to buy uh, Object wear products and 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 to buy on um, the books of uh, Asawin Hotep and Wujiawu and and on um, book and all of the media uh, support Dr. Maat uh, support the Amin ra squad. My name is Brother Seba, uh, Brother Reggie. Uh, let's see why my screen is not changing? Uh, okay, good. Okay. For Diop, Carruthers, Cannon, Clark, Karanga, Hilliard, Ankh-Mirah, Obanga, Ricketti-Armond, Scobie-Jeffries, Small, BD, Ben-Levy, Askak, and young scholars and thinkers on the front lines, such as Nerinev, Asar, Ka, and others. Against intellectually, Asar, Imhotep, Ujjal, Iriman, and Brother Sinjedi. Only, only if he, sorry, only if he agrees uh, with Kim, uh, with, with, uh, only if he disagrees with Kim being black. I haven't spoken to Brother Sanjedi, so I do not know his uh, full opinion. But I do know that uh, Ujjal. Okay, so I do know that Ujjal wants to follow the evidence, and and um, and against all of their team who challenge uh, the middle Egyptian feminine T rule, uh, and Diop for uh, the ad- adjective black qualifying the determinative. Uh, excuse me, if you are innocent in this, um, also against all European revisionists and all those who misuse the comparative method alone or are incompletely uh, to prove that Kemet wasn't the black land or black people depending on the uh, determinative. After, uh, sorry, this presentation is my hope that they you update your research. If their research fails to test, then it is outdated. Yet they are still my brothers, though. They are wrong. And this presentation... Uh, uh, should undo what they have done, and they should rewrite their papers. What I will do in this talk is quickly show that Asaw made a terrible mistake in understanding Egyptian grammar and claiming that Kemet does not mean the black land or black people. Prove that Kemet is black, and Kemet is the black land for black people. State my disagreement with saw's method of even, even, even attempting to use a comparative method to deny Kemet. Explain the reason for Kemet, the state, the country. Um, And I will uh, end and then them. which is listen. Uh, Before I begin, I listened to uh, Saw's introduction and his path to his work. Uh, Martin Brunel, uh, Black Athena, and his detractors on his work um, came late to this argument about Kemet. Dr. George G.M. James' work, The Stolen Legacy, publishing date was 1954. Diaz began Publishing on ancient Egypt latest 1973 and 1974, Diop presented the Cairo Symposium on the peopling of ancient Egypt and the deciphering of the Moroic script in 1974 argued that there were inconsistencies and contradictions in the way African data was handled. By 1977, Diop began outlining his uh, hypotheses on the uh, unity of indigenous African languages beginning with the ancient uh, Egyptian language, Diop corroborated with uh, Obanga, theophile Obanga, and uh uh and uh gilbert um on those particular uh papers um let me see and um musa right during um so other africans beginning to join uh shaka anti dia in and re-looking at their own languages and uh ancient egypt um let me just say during this time there was a flurry of activities of black scholars emerging with interest Works and publications on the subject, including Benjo Cannon, uh, the late Dr. Carruthers, and Dr. ricketti Iman Jones, Karanga, uh, to be followed by papers in the national organizations such as the African Heritage Studies Association, Council of Black Studies, and the Association for the Study of Classical African Civilization (ASCA). At this, uh, at the same time, African slash Black Studies became. Um, an academic discipline that um, that actually uh, began to incorporate these uh, ideas. I was a student at City College under Dr. Leonard Jeffries and was so part of the publishing team of Civilization of Barbarism um, in English, uh, roughly about 1987 uh, 86, 87 or so, when Dr. Yalingi uh, y- uh uh, took on the task of uh, translating Civilization of Barbarism, and I was part of the technical team um, working on the uh, uh, the computer system because Civilization of Barbarism was one of the first documents published by black people on a computer. People do not know that it was, it wasn't published, but it was uh, typed and uh, yeah, on it. And I was in charge of that system. I used to listen to uh, Diop and Dr. Linda Jeffries talk uh, for hours um, though I've never met Dr. Shekhar to Diop. Um, Diop has proved his argument that Kemet meant black people so eloquently that Egypt, Egyptologists were stuck in paradigm blindness. Now I watched the debate with Net- uh, Netjanev and Asaw and said after I would have some response to Asaw, and now I will proceed. I want to state that Asaw and Hotel did not prove that Kemet was not the black land, he did not prove that, nor did he prove that Kem for the ancient Egyptians was, called, was not called, uh, was, was not black. All he attempted to do is raise doubt by using his methods. I have heard the criticisms of Netanyahu, uh, but to me he won the day. He defended the work of Diab and added some major points that were not answered uh, for the direct answers, would have had Assar Imhotep uh, admit defeat. I know I saw us uh, smiling. We'll see. In addition, I'm aware of the uh Saw Mhotep students and peers that include Ujao Iri Maad and Brother Sanjay. Excuse me from um, misspelling your name, Brother Sanjay. Should have put a O, who agree with Saw's work that kemet does not mean black land and Kim does not mean black, um, partially or fully. Uh, these are research topics in the Amin Rasqua. All these brothers are my friends, but I disagree with them. I'm aware of the comments or on, on Net and Uh, that have been going around. But Netanyahu again won the day and is a linguist and should be respected. As a matter of fact, his response was a first strong and correct response among others uh, to follow, uh, to end this attack on Kimmy. Though I have have not talked to many of the experts watching from back chats, I hear that they will respond in time. I am happy to do this response for it is of enormous importance. A note on methodology. My methodology for this response uh to be uh to be uh is first is to be conscious of my for I'm an African who uh, did some study on the greats of our time and my adversaries notice. I will irima, jemad, irisu, su, siya who heka, and That means uh see is divine thought, who is divine purpose, heka is effective action, and sejum means listen closely. Second, I will tell them my comments to deal primarily with what is called Egyptian grammar as a first method. Third, I will use history and primary data of the Kemetu. Um, I didn't have to put the I-W. I could have just put the W. But um, we're talking about the ancient people of Kemet to help the audience understand the significance of Kim and Kemet for the Nile Valley Africans and for us. And what Dr. Carruthers called and Dr. Ben Levy wrote expertly about intellectual warfare. In dealing with the Nile Valley culture, you should always have as a prerequisite Carranza's essay in ancient Egyptian studies, and then read Ben Levy's paper, The Intellectual Warfare of Dr. Jacob H. Carruthers in the Battle for Ancient Nubia as the Foundational uh, Paradigm in African Studies, Thoughts and Reflections. At this time, who I am, besides Brother Reggie, elder of the sons of Africa, is not important at this time. I may give my introduction later because I am not dealing with a generation who does, uh, um, respect, uh, who does respect credentials of people's lifelong work. You have to prove it to them. So I know that they won't respect my over 30 years involvement with the Association of Study of Classical African Civilization and my work with great teachers and my courageous scholarship and my service. I don't expect them to, uh, uh, to respect that because they didn't go through it. They weren't around in 1984 in uh, the creation of Association Study of uh, Classical African Civilization. Uh, most of them were teenagers, if, that, if that, all of that. They, they weren't around with the greats. Uh, but that doesn't matter because they don't respect that people did. I will say for now, I received great lessons from Dr. Yosef ben Cannon that are germane to this conversation. Heaven is between a black woman's legs. We come from the foothills of the uh, mountains of the moon where the God-happy dwell. The ten virtues of Dr. George G. M. James and where to find them. The door of Abu Simbel and what is coming um, through, uh, um, through his student brother William Randall X close companion of Dr. Ben um, Ben and a member of the craft. All answers from them directly to me were uh, sometimes direct and allegorical. And um, the last three came with tasks associated with it, meaning that they just don't give you what you ask for, they make you work for it. Dr. John Henry Clark was also a teacher of mine. He had me fetch a book in his library over 20 years ago. At this time he was blind. He told me to stack in a row of more than fifteen stacks front and back in his library in his basement. I couldn't find the book that he asked, and he was blind. He told me, "Brother Reggie, you look, but you don't see." And I had to, I had to go back and find that book, and then realize it was a small book, and I just did not see it. Helen Keller, a famous European blind poet, said, "A man is pathetic when he has vision but no sight. Our people are not pathetic, but still have no sight. They just look." But they don't see. This is the reason why I'm here, uh, arguing uh, uh, or responding to this, uh, this matter, or whether Kemet was black. You're looking, but you just don't see. This has much to do with Diop and Benjo Canis, um, um, because you know um, Benjo Canis suspected that Diop came out of a mystery school uh, in uh, uh, Senegal, great elders, um, but he penalized him uh, for his marriage to a foreign wife. And, and, and that was troublesome to all of us because we couldn't have these two great giants collaborate. However, um, they agreed on one thing, Kimmy was a black land, why Kimmy is a black land was clued to me by Brother William Randall X. He did not violate any oath that he might have taken, he just simply clued me, uh, so the task was to define it myself. He said, look, Brother Reggie, um, Dr. Ben told us that it was in a pyramid text. I looked for years, I didn't find it until one day. Another lesson before this great reveal, myths don't have to be real, but you can make them very, very real. Um, I'm trying to get my screen to go to the next page. Asar Imhotep's school of thinking on this debate argues against Kimmy being the black land and black people against Diapo, Banga, Bento and Carruthers, Ricketti and Fatici, and a host of other scholars. He's also challenged the glyph and idea of Kim being black because they are, because he believes that they're incorrectly dependent on the root, which is Kim, which is black. And one of his points, he says Diop assumed. I present the following slides of his. Uh, Ujjal already showed it. This one is against Kimit uh, um, being black and kemet being black people's state country. He said on slide, both hypotheses are incorrect for the following reasons. They ignore chronology and the earliest usage of the term, ignore the classifiers, determinatives written in the earliest forms, both hypotheses failed to support the idea that the root uh, of "kemet" is Kem, which is black. That's from this slide. I don't have to uh, uh, check with him to see if he said that. Uh, he said that. Assault then challenged Diop on the following statement to set up his claim of faulty logic that he's claiming that Diop had. Uh, the Egyptians had one term to designate themselves "kemet," equal the Negroes, literally. In the, in the Egyptian language, a word of, of assembly is formed by an adjective or a noun by putting it in the feminist singular. "Kemet" from the adjective Kim is a good black. It therefore means strictly Negroes or at the very least black men. The term of, is a collective noun which thus describes the whole people of Pharaonic, Egypt as a people. Diab uh, very rarely, if any, uh, wrote in English, though he was a linguist. Um, there are lots of times where people are just... Uh, transcribing his work from French, and they don't get the full idea of what Diop was saying and don't know how to question him. And that was the problem with civilization or barbarism because uh, Dr. Leonard Jeffries had first tried to uh, translate that incredible work, but um, it was just too technical, too difficult. Yalingi Nagimi had a better, better, uh, uh, well, he was French speaking, so he had a better sense of what Diop was saying, but still, um, in some cases, he may have missed exactly uh, Diop's, what uh, Diop was saying, and could, um, some things could have been explained a little better. First, let's see what Diop uh, actually said. Assad said that Diop said this, the Egyptians have only one term to designate themselves Kemet equal the Negroes literally. But Diop actually said this. The Egyptians had only one term to designate themselves, and he, now he gives the glyph, equal Kemet, the Negro's lily. This is the strongest term existing in the Pharaonic tongue to indicate blackness. This word is the etymologic origin of the well-known root Kemet, which has pr- proliferated in modern anthropological literature. The biblical root Cam is probably derived from it, and it has therefore been necessary to distort the facts to enable the root today to mean white. In school terms, whereas in the pharaonic mother tongue, which gave it birth, it meant black. So Diop is saying at this point that Kemp meant black. Um, so he, um, um, Saul would say that he's assuming that it meant black, but he is saying that it meant black. It is remarkable circumstance that ancient Egyptians should should never have had the idea of applying these qualifications to the Nubians and other populations of Africa to distinguish from themselves. The Egyptians used uh, uh, expression, has to designate the Nubians, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, What I'm trying to do is show you what Diop actually said um, instead of taking a part from it. So, uh, why isolate the point? um, Diop's point was that Kemet uh, with the people uh, determinative was the strongest term to indicate themselves. Um, um, and and um, saying that, saying that, not assuming, but saying that uh, Kemp meant black. Uh, um, and, and there was no reason to take out uh, this and the rest of the uh, things that he took out. In the other quote, in Egyptian language, the word of assembly is formed from an adjective or a noun in putting in the feminist singular. Kim from the adjective Kim equal black. It therefore means strictly Negroes or the very least black men, which I already read that. The term is a collective noun, which thus describes the whole people of Pharaonic Egypt as black people. But Diop in the next paragraph said, in other words, on a purely grammatical plane, so that means he's cognate um, of grammar. If one wishes to indicate Negroes in a Pharaonic tongue, one cannot use any other word than the very one which the Egyptians uh, uh, use for themselves. Therefore, the language offers us another term, which is kemetu. The Negro, uh, the black man literally, equals the Egyptians, as opposed to foreigners, which comes from the same root chem, and which uh, the Egyptians also used to describe themselves as a people distinguished from all foreign people. There are the only adjectives of nationality used by Egyptians to designate themselves, and um, both mean Negro or black in the pharaonic language. Scholars hardly ever mention them, or when they do is to translate them by the euphemisms such as Egyptian, while remaining completely silent about their etymological uh, sense. They're, they prefer the expression, remit kemet, the men of the country, of the, uh, of the black men, or the men of the black country. So again, I, I believe that uh, Asar and Hotep was cherry-picking Diop's points. I'm going to show you more why. Diop is saying that kemet and kemetu are adjectives of nationality, both meaning black have yeah, this as the following, and this was not included in Saur's uh, assumption by so-called assumption by Diop. Perhaps so, but if we apply the rule rigorously, Kemet, we are forced to concede that here the adjective black qualifies a determinative, which signifies the whole people of Egypt, shown by the two people symbols of man and um, women, and, and three strokes below them indicate the plural. Thus, it is possible to voice a out as regards the uh, expression uh, Kim, Kimmy. It is not possible to do so in the case of the two adjectives of nationality. So Diop is saying that uh, these are adjectives of nationality and the adjective is Kim, which is Black, unless one is picking one's arguments completely random. Diop makes the point that saw never took notice of in his classifier argument. Diop says that the adjective qualifies the determinative, meaning that if the adjective is Kim, and Kim is black, and we're gonna prove that, um, he is using something called the singular feminine T-Rule, right, or the singular adjective uh, feminine T-Rule. My point is better to read D.I. for his complete arguments and as saw as being disingenuous by being incomplete or on purpose by not letting Diop make his whole points before calling his points fallacious, Diop applied the rule for intellectual warfare to prove to the intellectual community that the feminine t rule, um, of, of the feminine singular t rule must apply to black being the objective of the people. What I'm saying is that um, when Diop set this out, he didn't set this out. Uh, he set this out for the uh, the whole entire. Uh, uh, intellectual community, uh, particularly whites, meaning if there is a rule called the feminine uh, uh, singular uh, T rule, then if you apply it to Kemet, then it works. So it's a formula. I saw then called the great elders' arguments fallacious and logic flawed and sets this argument of faulty logic by not dealing with Diop's entire argument, sauce slide. Premise one, a word of assembly is formed by an adjective or a noun by putting it in feminine singular. Premise two, is the Kemin from the adjective Kim is equal black inclusion, therefore means strictly Negroes or the very uh, least black men. DF did not argue this, nor did he say that the Middle Egyptian rule was his, the feminine, singular, T rule. He never said it was his. He simply applied it to Kemin uh, um, and raised the question, why don't the Europeans apply the same grammar rule to Kimmy. Dieppe applied the rule that then stated that the objective qualifies the determinative, not this constructed premise that saw never sought out to disprove the feminine t role, as Neta and observed as well. Sorry, saw followed up with the following slides. Critical questions. Has the arguer avoided the obligation to provide independent support for a claim by restating it in similar terms? Has the arguer avoided the obligation to provide independent support by assuming someone in, um, in the premise of the very thing that has to be shown? Begging the question fallacy. The argument is fallacious. Can everybody still hear me?
3: Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Um... Begging
2: the question fallacy. This argument is fallacious in part just,
3: because just, hold does- i'm sorry reggie um hold, please hold your thought i don't want to disturb your flow i just want to make sure that the audience can still hear you so if you all can still hear reggie and hear me and everything is fine just um indicate for us uh and i'll just monitor while Reggie's still talking so go ahead reggie but if y'all can still hear us and everything's cool just let us know in the in the chat um okay go, go ahead reggie
2: okay so uh, saw so set up in his own mind that this is a begging the question fallacy. This argument is fallacious in part because it does not offer an independent reason for the claim he is trying to support the dependency problem. In other words, Diop is trying to support something by supposing, by supposing proves what he has yet to prove. That may be the case if um, Diop didn't say the things that he did say. But Diop is following a, a formula. The uh, feminine uh, singular a T formula that is part of Egyptian grammar. So he's following that rule first, and then what he is doing is he applied it to Kemet. So he's applying a particular rule. Now, so, so I saw set up the uninformed viewer up with these questions. However, Diop further says that Kim, wear the great Negro for Cyrus? Kim. Equals the black plus the name of the god, Kemet. The black plus the name of the god. So Diop is using an adjective and then looking at the determinatives. The Kim black qualification is applied to Hathor, Piss Men, Um, etc. Um, then he says Set Kim equal black woman Isis. He's using the adjective to qualify uh the determinative on the other hand seth the sterile desert is qualified by the by deseret red the wild animals which Horus fought to create civilization are qualified as deseret equal red especially the hippopotamus similarly the maleficent uh things wiped out by Tahuti are Des or desert the red ones this term is a grammatical converse of Kemetiu and his construction follows the same rule for the formation of lesbites. Diop, in his paper, which Asaw left out, uh, um, um, he is showing us that that he's following a particular rule that the adjective qualifies the determinative, and that the determinative, um, we, we don't know um, we know what the determinative may mean, but the adjective actually gives it much more information. These are um, Diop's additional examples of the feminine singular T rule and the adjectives qualifying the determinative. Now, Asar, he missed the Middle Egyptian grammar rule in his lesson on Egyptian determinatives, uh, the case of Kemi. Okay, so he's, uh, for, uh, for example, we have the variation Kim is black and Kimu to be dark. The first variant is also used to convey the word Kim uh, to be blind. As to be blind is to be in a continuous state of darkness, blackness, so these are saws words. Another variant is given as Kim as to be black. These examples are taken from Vigas 2012, but one can look at Budge 787 for even more examples of the determinative for the word being black. We know then that the D3 glyph is used to convey color. A saw is saying that the D3 glyph is used to convey color because he doesn't understand the rule. The rule is that the adjective qualifies the determinative and it is the adjective that, uh, that tells you what the color of the glyph is because any hair stroke doesn't mean that people have black hair. Hair could be red hair. Uh, the uh, the, uh, uh, the hair could be blonde hair. So it is, it, is, uh, it is wrong to say that the glyph is used to convey the color. I hope you understand that. In each of the variants, the word is followed by the D3 hair determinative. The word Kim Black can be written without the determinative for hair as seen in this variant Kim is Black, but the admission is still rooted in the variants above. In other words, we have the variance with D3 determinatives as represented the more for the sense that it gives us to the point in which to cross-check if the scribe decided to admit the glyph, the determinative, which is very common in Egyptian writing. The syntax and context of the sentence allows us to make this distinction. I'm saying that Asar Imhotep, the great thinker, writer, and scholar, really does not know the rule And he left out what Diop said, and so he never understood that the adjective qualifies the the determinative. So of course sometimes the determinative doesn't have to be there because in fact the adjective is there. The question now becomes if blackness was conveyed, he's saying, I'm not saying, the question now becomes if blackness was conveyed using the D3 hair determinative, why do we not see the determinative or any variants of the word Kemet Egypt? If Egyptians wanted to speak of the color of the land of the people, why did they use that glyph? That associated with blackness to reaffirm the root with color. We should see this in at least one example, but there's no such example. They did not employ the determinative, however, to a number of the other vocabulary words, for example, and the DGW determinative is, is present in the name of set. Kimmy, the black woman Isis, waterbush. It is clear that blackness is meant here because of the hair determinative. We see the determinative in the following terms: Kimi Black we know is referring to goddess because of the woman determinative behind the D3 glyph, but at the same time, since the D3 determinative is also a nature of disposition, there will be more to this glyph than what meets the eye. An example is uh, usage of primarily text will clarify for us its true meaning. The Egyptians did not employ the D3 determinative in the name Kim Ware because um, uh, um, um, many Egyptologists render the word to mean the great black, but I do not I do not think this is the meaning of anything. It is a variant of Jen where the great ruler. By leaving out, ignoring the feminine singular T rule, he gets the wrong conclusion. Netanyahu um, immediately tried to explain to you that he was using the wrong rule. The other part of it is, he is also using all this is Middle Egyptian grammar This is not a conversation about just Middle Egyptian grammar. This is pre-dynastic. This is Old Kingdom and Middle Kingdom. This is uh, uh, New Kingdom. This is Late Kingdom. This is Coptic, right? All stages of ancient Egyptian language uses the adjective to qualify the determinative. The adjective modifies, I'm sorry, qualifies the determinative. Uh, The great thinker, Asar Imhotep, uh, he has sight, uh, but he doesn't have vision. He's looking, but he doesn't see. He misapplied a rule. And so, with that, all of his premises are wrong because it is Kim. If Kim is black or desert, Kim is red, any adjective with the uh, fem- applying the feminine T rule uh, will make the adjective tell you what it is. Um, even if the determinative is not there. Uh, he is looking uh, at the D3 glyph that you will find in the Middle Egyptian. You, may find it, you might find it in Old Kingdom. But in his example, uh, he's looking at the D3 glyph instead of using the adjective Kim to qualify the glyph. Now, um, so I saw Mr. Egyptian grammar rule in his lesson on Egyptian determinatives, the case of Kemet. The word Kemet is one of the many names to re- represent the state of ancient Egypt. The name consists of the root chem, which is a terminal suffix that that many believe is a feminine T. As discussed earlier, the two competing hypotheses are one, the word chemit means Black land, soil, and two chemit means Black people, nation, uh, specifically addressing phenotype. If the form is correct in the word, uh, then the word would essentially be an adjective to describe the physical characteristics of the ground many argue that it refers to the rich alluvial soil that is deposited on the banks of the Nile river the problem with this hypothesis is that not all areas of egyptian are flooded with alluvial soil and we doubt and we, and we doubt that enough black soil was uh, left to cover the entire state enough to inspire the name of the whole country which we mainly which we mainly brown desert land The latter argument suffers from the fact that ancient Egyptians were indeed black by our modern Western standards, our modern Western standards, but the Egyptians were indeed surrounded by other black African people. Many people who who are much darker than them in many respects, why would the Egyptians need to call themselves black while living in a continent full of black people? What distinguishes them from other black people, their color, Uh, question mark, also did they have the same Racialized thinking and categorizing schema that we have today in the West. My argument is that they did not, although they recognized different skin tones as evidence in Greyhound to Atten, There is no evidence that they knew of such a thing as human races, and there is no vocabulary term in Egyptian for race. So it's highly unlikely the name implies to something South. Here, saw so states the feminine T rule. He doesn't actually describe what the feminine T rule is that he is using. Um, I'm, he is using the feminine T rule to make things feminine, but he's not using the singular feminine T rule that applies to adjectives. A saw him. Hotel lost the debate because he's confusing different rules. There's nothing that you could do to you can do nothing to do to fix it from all the examples that he gave. Kim, uh, Kim is black. With the D three glyph, right? No, it's the adjective that qualifies the determinative, right? Uh, let's see another thing. Uh, said uh, the black of uh, the black woman Isis uh, because of the hair. It's not because of Isis' hair. She could be blonde. She could be red. Her hair could be red. Her uh, hair could be black. Um, and, you know, it could be brown. there's different hair. Um, so this is uh, uh, this is clear that Dia was not talking about it. Um, uh, you know, Asar Imhotep suffers, suffered, in this case, from paradigm blindness for whatever reason. Uh, uh, um, because, But it doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is that, audience, Asar Imhotep, the great thinker, did not apply the correct rule. What is the rule? Okay, so, to my sin. job Now seeing that there's no mention of the singular feminine T rule in his own words, Asar Imhotep missed the rule and did not apply it. By not applying the rule, he has no basis for the argument he Is Diop and Kimmy, period. Nor did he state the rule for a, uh, from a grammar book or the rule that he is particularly using. To the audience, I spoke to Ujao, who I'm impressed with his medunecha and his expectations. His medunecha is at least twice better than mine. He kindly took me, uh, told me that he follows the data, not the personality. If this is so, Ujao, then you must listen closely and note the initial mistake. You cannot cover it up. You can't fix what Asaw Mhotep did by not stating the grammar rules. Otherwise, you and your response to this must show the Middle Egyptian grammar that, um, and the cases that does not apply to Kemet or desert, and show me your evidence that it doesn't mean black. That the adjective does not qualify the, uh, the determinative. I expect you to show me in your response why Asaw is still correct even though we can see that he didn't follow a rule. I'm noting um, that you have an argument on top of man, and we can address that, um, but I don't think it's even necessary uh, when I get done with this because Saw imhotep uh applied the wrong rule. If you notice that Assad never used the correct rule at some point, you must erie my eye. You must erie my eye and correct East Fat and tell Assad that his reasoning it himself is fallacious and that he had no business Calling Diab wrong or assuming or saying um, his logic was faulty and that Netanyahu did did, you have to say that Netadev, Netanyahu, neb did in fact uh, state it and he showed and tried to apply it. Asso will then argue that Dion never proved that his main premise was chemistry black, and all premises are dependent on that fact. My response. My stance is that Imotab, uh, Asar Imhotep made a, 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 a Egyptian uh, gram, Middle Egyptian grammar mistake. To prove Diab correct, I don't have to first prove that Kim means black first. So I'm going to just delete everything that he said on his other slides about dependency. What I'll show is that Asar missed a lesson on Middle Egyptian grammar and demonstrate the rule. So, he is the, so the first hurdle is to decide whether an adjective, uh, Egyptian adjective, let's call the adjective equal X. It could be any any particular adjective. It could be um, deserved. Combined with the singular feminine T becomes a noun, a assembly of words that Diop calls, where the initial adjective qualifies as a determinative. This is what Diop said. Adjective T is equal a, sing- a symbol noun where the adjective qualifies as a determinative it tells you, what the word is. Also, you know, as we know that uh, O Kingdom uh, doesn't have many uh, determinatives. The, they use words in context. If I show you this, then, you, then this uh, should work for any adjective uh, to form a noun, such as the many examples that neto uh showed. I w- I'll qualify to say that this should work for uh, some adjectives. Uh, to form a noun, and they should uh, work, um, and they work for all of the examples that Asar Imhotep showed. In other words, I will not prove that Diop did. Uh, uh, I will now prove that Diop did not assume. The problem is that saw never applied the correct rule. You never applied the correct rule. You don't have a basis for this conversation. Assar is a great thinker. However, you missed the required prerequisite lessons in Middle Egyptian grammar. I have no basis for your argument against Diop. I'm gonna say that again. I saw Mr. Required prerequisite lessons in Middle Egyptian grammar, and had no basis for his argument against Diao. So let me give you the, um, you, your team. I'm a raw squad up, who I love, and the audience the missing lessons. Uh, I just don't want to be talking in a vacuum. Yao, uh, can you still hear me?
3: Yes, I certainly can. You can, uh, continue, and everybody said they could hear you the whole time as well. Okay.
2: Here I will source authors of Middle Egyptian grammar that show Diop was correct. So here all I have to do is apply the rule, right? Show the rule. Um, And then uh, I don't know, but I can guess which rule I saw Imhotep use, but he never stated, he assumed a rule. From Egyptian grammar through literature, uh, page 11, a feminist singular adjective can be used as a noun expressing a quality of a thing. Here, Nefer is is a noun uh, to a single good thing. These two clauses still contain subject imperative constructions with rare exceptions where the suffix pronouns are admitted. So here he is saying that Nefer, the good, the beautiful, with the singular uh, T uh, rule makes neferit a single good thing. It makes it a noun, where in this case the nefer qualifies the uh, w- the word, even if the determinative is not there. From an online source, Egyptian hieroglyphics, Egyptian lesson, lesson number five. A very common use of the adjective as a noun uses the feminine singular gender and number. This use describes a thing as con- containing a certain quality. One often cited example is again nephoret, a good thing. The book role is commonly found as a determinative under these circumstances, but it's not always the case. But what is the case is that the adjective nefer with the singular t, makes it a noun, and now it's a good thing. Now, because adjectives can function as nouns, we find the adjective nouns construction similar to those we find now, such as a uh, direct genitive or in a noun phrase. One such construction has been termed the neferher construction by Egyptologists. In the construction uh, the adjective assumes the form of a noun and forms a noun phrase where the noun is, uh, is perceived. For example, let's look at the word of construction again of nefer and her. So, her is the face, that's, a, that's the her. Here, nefer is used as a noun, a good one, based on the adjective, nefer, right, and precedes her face. So a little translation could be a good one of face. A more refined English translation would be good of face. This type of construction is only found after a god, king, or a person in order to qualify the type of person that they have specific skills set that they possess. So again, the adjective, as Diop says, right, without using the word Kim, applies to the, uh, um, qualifies her. Nefer, her, qualify the nefer qualifies to her. No determinative needed, not just because the scribe omitted it, not because the scribe forgot it. It is a rule um, in Egyptian grammar. James B. Allen, Middle Egyptian Introduction Language, Culture of the uh, Hieroglyphic Space 63. Another, another noun with the adjective, unlike feminine English, the feminine singular adjective neferet, for example, can be used by itself to refer to any good beautiful perfect feminine person or thing for example Neferet, the beautiful woman or neferet, a good thing sometimes the scribe will add a determinative to indicate the, more specifically the kind of person uh, or thing that is means because the noun is a thing for example Neferet, the beautiful woman uh with the determinative a beautiful cow uh neferet, uh with the uh role a good thing or something good when they are used as nouns, adjectives behave like other nouns. They can have the same plural and dual forms as other nouns. For example, nefer, a good one could be neferu, good ones, uh, neferi, uh, two good ones, neferet, uh, a good one, singular, uh, neferet, uh, good ones, neferet, two good ones, like other nouns. So, But the fact of the matter is, the adjective in the rule qualifies the determinative. So you see the cow, it's the good cow, right? It's just not the cow, right? It's not cow good, it's the good cow, it's a good thing, it's the good or beautiful woman. From Ha, Middle Egyptian grammar. The independent use of the feminine singular. As noted, an adjective can be used as ordinary nouns. Of particular points is the term singular form of adjective to mean uh, something that is... What is or a thing? Nephoretic, a good thing. Good. Um, Binet, what is bad? Something great. So that was not wrong, and in that in examples were not wrong. An adjective with a feminine T becomes a thing, and the adjective qualifies the thing. Now it would be nice if I could find an application to the word Kemet, um, uh, a European source. Damn, from Wikipedia itself. You don't even have to look too far. Etymology, Kemet. Assuming that it means black, but it does. Plus the rule, uh, singular feminine t rule, interpreted as a reference for. Uh, now they say they interpret it as a reference to the fertile black soil of the now De- uh, delta. All right. So there's no determinatives here. We can't see it, but you know they want to say it's the black soil, but it doesn't matter. The fact that it matters, he's using the rule. The adjective qualifies. The, the rest of the word, um, based on what he thinks is the determinative, right? Uh, proper noun. So the word assembly as Diop called it, but really a reconstruction as a noun because of the singular feminine T rule, this is Reggie talking, the black thing has an added determinative uh, of the New glyph that makes it the black town, city, country, meaning black is the adjective. After you, if you follow the rule, then you look at the determinative and you say, "Okay, it's the black city, the Uh You do the same thing. You look at the adjective, right, which is Kim in this case, and then you look at the people, and then the um, and then with the T, if you um, if the, um, with the T, you know that it's a now it's a noun. So you're saying you're looking at it, the black people. Where the adjective qualifies the determinative. Here, the determinative is the people. Black qualifies the determinative. Um, uh, So, uh, yeah. So now, Europeans, you don't expect them to follow their own goddamn rules. You expect them to say, uh, well, let's not include the case of Kemet. So we're gonna use Neferit all day. We're not gonna use Kemet, because we know Kem is an adjective, is black, black is an adjective. We're not gonna use that. What we're going to use now, we're going to use Neferet, right? And we're not going to show too many more examples. Neture, net, right? Uh, he said the adjective black functioning as a collective plural noun, right? Witness the knowledge of the term kemet is a grammatical balance with the grammar of metu-neture. In James P. Allen, Mira Let the Ancestors Speak, in numerous other grammar books, Dr. D.F.'s explanation of the grammar grammatical structure the term could be verified with applied Egyptian grammar rules. All Egyptian adjectives can be now. Okay. So uh, I realized after my conversations later, uh, that the, even though Neture Neb, even though Neture Neb put the rule and saw Imhotep never put the rule, right. Um, his work, he was wrong. And he and in section six, adjectives and nouns. In fact, all Egyptian adjectives except nev or nouns, right? The feminine singular adjective nephoret, for instance, can be used by itself to refer to any good, beautiful, perfect, feminine, feminine. Sometimes describe will add a determinative to indicate what more specifically kind of person or thing is meant. When they're used as nouns, adjectives become like any other, they have the same plural and dual forms as the other nouns. So, um, so he's, he's citing in the, the, the two, two examples of uh, of, of Neferet. Uh, neferet, the person, with the determinative, the plural, and he and he cited Neferet with the land, right? Good land, beautiful land, which is um, which I believe, which I could uh, call all of Africa. Africa is Neferet, the good land, the beautiful land, our land. Netanyahu then explained with changing determinative to Kim, showing the rule, showing Diop's application. Again, Assad never attempted to apply or disprove the rule. He simply ignored the rule, obviously didn't know the rule, right? Missed the prerequisite on Egyptian grammar. The rule was not created by Diop. It's a Middle Egyptian trans, um, translation rule that Diop simply applied, right, said Kim. So um, Netjer Neb, uh, uh, Netjer Neb did the prerequisites. He showed the rule, but people are paradigm blindness, um, paradigm, paradigm stuck in their own models that they didn't see that Netjerneb had in every case applied the rule. I'm making a response because I looked at Neture Neb's work versus Assar Imhotep's work and understood that Netjerneb was following Diop's rule, had, um, and, and Assar Imhotep was. Following a determinative rule, making Egypt dependent, um, making um, uh, Egyptian words, Kemetic word, Kemet words deal with grammar. You can't fix that. You can't undo that. It's just simply wrong. You followed the wrong formula. You can be mad at me. You can be upset with me. But here, okay, so now let's get to uh, the desert. Uh, now here you have desert with the flamingo. So flamingo right here is as is obviously the determinative, right? And um, desert uh, is an adge- uh Sorry, is an adjective. Red or threatening? It's an adjective, right? So here, uh, how can I say uh, there is no feminine t, right? However, right, I mean, right here you see the actual uh, adjective and you see the noun. Now we're not talking about flamingos when we're talking about desert right, we're actually talking about the adjective, color. Now let's follow Diop's assembly of words with feminine T. So desert, now becomes the red land, meaning we're using the color of the flamingo as an adjective and applying it to the net land, it becomes desert, right? And so so this is the construction, this is simply following the rule. Well, well Diop is correct. And you get another place and the adjective uh, and this qualifies as a determinative. Netanyahu was correct simply by understanding what Diab did. We are talking about red land, not flamingo land. Uh, the adjective uh, is, is uh, we're not talking about flamingo land. We are actually talking about the adjective. There's no way that you could look at the d- desert with the flamingo. And, uh, and uh, um, yes, uh, um, flamingo is a noun, but when you apply the T, the feminine T rule, right, then we're talking about it as an adjective and uh, now we've got the red land because, again, the adjective qualifies the, 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 the determinative. Yep said, from his understanding, Middle Egyptian grammar nouns with the singular T can also be constructed word and the word qualifies as determinative. So, for example, we have waset, right? Was is a noun plus the feminine uh, singular uh, determinative T. We have waset. So, we're talking about uh, uh, the place of power, right? The adjective qualifies the noun. If in, uh if it, uh, if in, fem uh, plus the feminine singular uh, noun, sorry about that. Uh, uh, well, you know, yeah, well, the construction is it's two words here it's uh, if it is set. And so you have, you have if it and you have a set. And uh, so you have, uh, um, so you have the case where uh, the the if uh, it is like a mound, and so the mound is qualifying the great mound is qualifying the determinative uh, the city. It plus singular simulative plus, um, plus that the particular deter- determinative means uh, the harem, right? Um, or the uh, the the it means the harem, but you have to take in uh, you have to take in the uh, the adjective. Even if you don't understand exactly what the ancient Egyptians was thinking about when they was talking about uh, the mound, it, it could be the it could be the mound of uh, uh, creation of life, right? And then and with this glyph, so you have the the creation of life uh, plus uh, the feminine teeth, so you have harem. The women are uh, mounds of life. They will give life. winnet right? Um, I'm going to leave that one alone. Nosut, uh soot uh, sweat soot south south plus the feminine t makes it uh makes it um and uh, and then there's a determinative there so it means uh the 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 south with the t makes it um uh ruler south king and uh and then with the perglyph that qualifies the king's palace and jet uh, the noun eternal uh of eternity uh, eternity right uh with the tag so, you have uh, basically tomb, right? So, following this rule, you can actually prove why the words are the words. So, we're following a proof. So, M. Hotel in his construction never did that. Netanyah then showed the slide with his uh, examples. Same thing. Now, Asaw goes into this whole point. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you got to go back and read, listen to Assault's presentation against Net and Net. He says, Assault points out the importance of classifiers. Um, okay, so I'm going to explain this. So he goes on to this whole concept of making the classifier, the determinatives important. But however, in a disease example, uh, Kim means black, if it's, or it's an, uh, let's say the adjective is uh, black, right? And um, the feminine T makes it a black thing. Now when we look at when we look at this thing, um, and we look at different uh, sources, sometimes they're talking about a genealogical problem of uh, women or um, and a disease. But what they're really talking about is some black organ, a diseased organ, a chemet. So again, the adjective qualifies a determinative. It's not the determinative. That's important because, um, because saw would look at the classifier and make that important. And that is uh, showing that he doesn't understand what Diop said. He doesn't understand. Wait, first of all, he doesn't understand a rule. Forget Diop. Then he doesn't even understand what Diop was, how Diop was applying the rule because he wanted to say to the Europeans, apply your own goddamn rule. Okay. So. Um, yeah, so the thing with the pupil, Kim is Kemet with the determinative uh, I. Well, in this case, Kim is black, so we're looking at the black part of the eye. The adjective qualifies the determinative. Here saw shows three most common determinatives of Kemet and Middle Egyptian. He's correct for Middle Egyptian, right? But not necessarily correct for uh, for Old Egyptian. This is an example, he does not follow Middle Egyptian, in all examples, Middle Egyptian rule, grammar rule. In all examples, Kim Glyph with the single feminine team makes it the black thing. Again, the adjective qualifies as a determinative, so we're looking for what type of black thing, right? Uh, um, so, um, what type of black thing? And then the, the, the determinant tells you uh, what type of black thing. So, in uh, the first thing is the black field, second is the black canal, second is the black city. So, it is the black, the adjective that qualifies the determinative, not the importance of the uh, classifier. In this nice example that I'll add for illustration to show my points, uh, it says, now in this case, there's two uses of the determinative, and both and is there. So it says, then I, then I and the entire force descended to the black land without there being any retreating of any follower or the death of a great person or a little person. I reached the black land safely because of my skill in ascending to this place." Now, um, that's a good translation. But here people are returning to the black land on some expedition, because that's where it comes from. And uh, there are two cases of black land. One coming into the country to be more eloquent Glyph of kemen that shows that the other one shows the more eloquent glyph of kemen in this context. Returning to the life-giving, fertile, wet soil to modify what they're coming home to. So these people are coming from the wadi Hammamat, which is uh, the desert, right? A mining desert, right? A dry riverbed in Egypt's eastern desert, about halfway between Al qasur and Kena. It was a major mining region and trade route east from the Nile Valley ancient times and 3,000 years of rock carving and graffiti making a scientific tourist site today. But basically what this is saying is that I'm coming home to my country, Egypt, right? And I'm coming back to the place that I'm familiar with, the familiar black soil or fertile soil. So the adjective is qualifying the determinative and to help me um, as opposed to coming back from this... Uh, Dangerous voyage in this desert, uh, bringing back goods, uh, being exhausted, being heat. I'm coming home, but I'm also coming home to um, a place that I'm familiar with. The the uh, the adjective, the black soil, the uh, the black canal, the black field. So a lot of people are, you know, they're traveling on buses and stuff and trains and stuff like that. And let's say Dr. Ma. Is coming back to be more. Well, she's happy that she got to be more, but she's more happy when she sees her house and her and her kids. Those are the determinatives that that she's coming home to. She's coming home to the noun, uh, the the adjective noun, Baltimore, as opposed to New York, as opposed to Jersey, as opposed to uh, cold uh, Buffalo, or but she's coming home. But home is not important if our house wasn't safe. So the adjective qualifies as determinative. So I should have proven the feminine T rule was wrong in his construction when he was uh, uh, talking to Diop, applying to Kemet, before using historical comparative analysis. Again, he should have proven modern Egyptian grammar was wrong. Forget about a the Diop, and uh, Dr. Ricketti and banachi and... Uh, 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 Karenga, uh, Mario Beattie, uh, if DC, uh, 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 and even Nethernev right? He should have simply proved that the Egyptian modern Egyptian grammar rule was wrong. Um, and so then there was no need for his cognitive reconstruction. People, people, uh, criticized nether for his, uh, cognitive uh, construction but it wasn't netept that started that co- cognitive reconstruction issue it, he watched Uh-oh. he watched um I saw Imhotep's presentation and saw saw doing it and so he just thought he would do it better with uh, uh, genetic African languages it's not a it's not net net that started it the fact of the matter is uh, saw misapplied the rule then he goes on Instead of dealing with the rule, dealing with all the things that I did, meaning showing you what the rule is, showing you how it's applied, it's a computational program. I got a degree in comp sci and from the School of Engineering, right? I, I mean, it's a, it was an example. It was the uh, X as the adjective with, applied with the T uh, gives you um, gives you the noun where the adjective qualifies as the terminative. Simple as that. But what he does is he goes, the true meaning of chemage. From his reconstructions, onaganda, village, properly a new pastures with abundance of grass and water. I mean, here he himself is wanting the determinative of, I mean, sorry, of the adjective of the burning charcoal. He did not work on the chronology of that glyph, but instead used genetic cognates, uh, a different rule, different people for different places, and he comes up. And basically, this is used to reconstruct a proto-language, not to prove a language, but to reconstruct. Um, and I would say Kemet is still living in, in, in Coptic, which Nether Neb said. So many of these things still apply, though it's not living with, uh, with African people. But Kemet is not. Properly, a new pasturage with abundance of grass or water, and I'll explain why. So then he uses another slide to say that the talks text is not talking about black land, yet the Egyptians used color for the ancient times to describe justice. Then when he uses the slide to rule out color again by saying just a city town, I will prove later that Kimmy came out of a country transforming itself and putting a black ancestral theme to the country. So here is the thing. This is the, this is the, this is the, Diop is assuming, as he says. Uh, give me one second. I have to
3: take a drink of water. Give me a second, please. Take your time there, brother. While you, while you doing that, um, I hope. You're talking yourself the water. I hope that everybody uh, is enjoying the presentation so far and uh, everybody can hear uh, Brother Reggie and see the screen loud and clear and, um, and, um. To clear in the, in the Ow.
0: I thought you were gonna stop with the rule, yo. You, the rule. Okay, so. All right, so we are. Diop,
2: check on the Diop is uh, assuming. Check to the Diop is not proving. Sure, check to the d Diop is begging the question. According to a and Hotel. What does a and Hotel does? He goes straight to the Europeans. <laughs> straight to the goddamn Germans. <laughs> right. Right? Budge, uh not Jeremy, but uh most of these are the budges, he goes straight to Budge. And what he does is he reads what budget says and budget definitions and say, look, black people, um, Kim here means a tribus, atribus, right? Not even the kemetic the, the name, right? Here, district of uh Cockham, budge, for this kimiet, right, for this takemet town of Eastern Desert, right? For Kim Ka, the necropolis of, 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 of Saqqara, not not Kimware. Not, not Kimware, not the, not the, not, not the uh uh, how can I say not Kimware, not not the, the the great black gnome, right? No, it's the necropolis of Sakara. This is Europeans. Uh Kimware, town in the gnome of Tribus in, in, in uh, using in european terms where 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 this is the african country these are africans we we have a, a right and we did name our places in our own language what the hell is he doing, Budge? budge is qualifying the, the, our language A kim said district uh situation unknown Budge's jim where a town in egypt a town in egypt right really uh, uh uh I'm not gonna go on. My point is, it doesn't matter how many slides I saw shows, commit, and other variations and definitions by Europeans. He was by in his way committing the worst crime. He's assuming that the white gods are correct. He is committing the worst crime on African people. He has assumed that the white gods are correct, and he's showing this slide against. Netanyahu who was his opponent, Netanyahu, but he's showing this slide to against Shekhan to Diop. And and uh, and he's using budge. Diop's proof makes them apply the rule, and the adjective qualifies as a determinative. Diop was upset with this construction. So Diop set out to prove Kim with the feminine singular T met uh the black, uh, um, the black, the black thing, and now we need to determine it to, to say what type of black thing. So, um, all Diop did—he's a scientist—he used Kemetic linguistic order of operations. That's what he did. He uh, not Kemetic. He used he used Kim, Kim not Kemetic, because Kemetic means properties of Kim. He used he used, uh, ancient, our people. A linguistic order of operations. That's what Shekhan did. So Netanep, net, enough. Net net, straight up and down. He is not playing. He sees that the adjective is black, Kim, he's uh, he's applying it. He's just, he just went on and he did Coptic, Nubian, Dongla, Dinky, uh, Dogon Tommy, Tomo Soul, so that he's just saying, wow, you know, this this does not work just for ancient Egypt, but it works for um surrounding languages in ancient Egypt. The adjective qualifies the word. I just proved that the adjective with femininity, singularity is a thing, and the determinative or classified just tells me uh, what type of thing, and the original adjective qualifies the construction of the word. Now, all I have to do is show a saw so Imhotep does not know the chronology of the word, Kemet, and then prove Kem means black saw makes this very easy for me, for he makes another terrible mistake, right? Um, he said, both hypotheses are incorrect for the following reasons. Ignore the chronology and earliest usage of the term. Netanyib, myself has proved that um, uh, we didn't ignore the classifiers or the determinative. We just used the adjective to qualify the determinative. Then he says, both hypotheses fail to support the idea the root of Kim is black. I, again, I didn't need this, but Neb proved that um, by his illustrations that that uh, that he didn't misuse the rule, and the didn't rule, misuse the rule. Doctor Riketti doesn't misuse the rule. If the DC doesn't misuse the rule, uh, Binacci uh, uh, Montgomery does not misuse the rule. The only person who misused the, and and even Ujao doesn't well. Ujao knows the rule. I showed the rule. It exists. The rule exists. You have to prove the rule wrong. Right? You have to prove the cases wrong. So anyway, one prong of the argument. Okay, so uh, this is an Old Kingdom Pyramid text example of Kim and Kim. Does Kim mean black? Okay. I'm putting this here because this is... um, Really important, so you can see old Egyptian, old old Kingdom Egyptian, where basically uh, Jawo could get through this, uh, and uh, I could get through it with the uh, 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 with a little help. Um, but basically, we we are talking about a set Nebhead, the two sisters, and we are um, we're talking about Kim in one part. Kim wear in one point, the great black, and then and then where the other red dot is, we're talking about the gnome, uh, the uh, a gnome, uh, Kemet, or not the gnome, Kemet, but in this case, it will be the black wall or, or the bitter lake, the bitter lake. My point is, in old Egyptian, you're not seeing these determinatives of uh, things and people. It is in context of the word. It's something that we we will call uh, uh, semiotic, right? We will call it uh, symptomatic. It is in context of the word in which we can understand what is going on. Even though here uh, where we have uh, Kim, Kim, Kim Ware uh, at the other place, we have more information in the form of a determinative. But when we first see, when we first see Kim here, we don't see it with a determinative. Okay, so now let's just look at this. What this says? It says, basically, the two sisters, a as- sad nepet, have come to you. They make you sane, you greatly black in your name of the great black lake, greatly green in your name of the great green. Look, you have become great and enclosed as the great continuous. Look, you have become in circle. Okay, so let's just go back to this, and so. Here a meta scholar could see the great black, and then they could see the uh, the bitter lake, and then if they look closely, they can see the color, of the great green. Right? So is there with that squiggly line that end in a tra- um, the 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 uh, the land and then the where? So here we have the same thing. We have in um, of course middle. Middle Egyptian is the best of the uh, Egyptian language, where it becomes very sophisticated. Um, in Old Egyptian, they did have some determinatives, uh, but in this case, we got we, we do understand uh, that uh, we we see the uh, the great the the great the great green the great green is a thing. Um, so um, now. Uh, now, this uh, the first part of the first part, which I didn't show. It says, "O Osor, uh the ruler, uh, rise, lift yourself up. Your mother Nut has borne you. Geb has wiped your mouth for you. The great uh, Peset uh, protects you and is put for you your foe under you. Carry one who is greater than you, then to say him in your name of the great Saw shrine." Lift up him who is greater than you. Then say your name of the Thainite known. Now, I'm going to come back to this. For you who are careful, right, just make a note that I'm talking about to Genu and the thinite, or the Europeans call it the thinite gnome, right? Just remember this, right? This is from Jennifer Helen and the other, uh, uh, translation was from Johanna uh, Grizabaska. Now, assault believes that Kemet with the Newer glyph does not show up until the Middle Kingdom, Here is assuming that the European god is correct again. The earliest forms of the word Kemet have the Alan Gardner N23 as determinatives, C. Gardner, 1957, 33. It is a sign of irrigated or cultivated land. O- Ogen Goled, in his seminal essay, Kemet and other Egyptian terms for their land, Goled, notes that Kemet made its first appearance as a name designation for Egypt in Dynasty 11 during the rule of the monarch Nepepatri, Minotep II. A matter of fact, both Kemet and and Mary made their debut during this time, prior to the New Kingdom. Egypt was simply known as uh, Kenu, the residence, literally interior, right? Uh, the words came in and Mary are simply more common in literary texts. I'm reading it like this way, unexciting, because that's just how Europeans talk. They just talk like that, right? the uh, authoritative, the earliest form of the word, Kimmich, has the Allen Gardner 23 as the determinative. So we're talking about chronology. That's a prong of this conversation on, oh, wow, I didn't want to go back this far. But, uh, yeah, both hypotheses are incorrect for the following reasons. We ignore the chronology in the earliest use of the term. We ignore it. I'm not ignoring it. I'm conscious of it. And I'm not assuming that the European is correct. I'm not going to assume that the European is I'm going to look. Now, remember early on, I asked Dr. Uh, I asked uh, William Randolph X, who was my, uh, uh, William Randolph X was in the craft of the Amirat. I mean, sorry, craft of Hugh And he was a close, but besides that, he was closer than Dr. Ben than the, the, the craft that Dr. Ben created for us to, for people to understand. I'm not a member of the craft, or who never. I'm not a member. I was uh, younger, Sons of Africa. We were being um, kind of uh, trained to enter the craft. Uh, that never happened. And then my teachers, Professor Small and Dr. Jeffries, decided no, we want our students to be more free of thought and not confined by any oaths. Uh, because. Then they're confined by the oaks. Now, anyway, uh, I asked William Randolph X. about uh, why is it the black land, and he said that um, you know you have to look in the pyramid text. Dr. Ben says look in the pyramid text. There are other places, but the uh, the earliest form is in the Old Kingdom in the uh, uh, in the pyramid text. And um, yeah, so you look in the pyramid text. A lot of times you do see the word Kemet, not with the glyph. You don't know if it's talking. You know, You you you're assuming because you're reading translations. You're you're just reading what they say, but you're not trying to prove anything or look for anything. Anyway, uh, according to a saw the oldest uh, uh, usage of uh, of Kemet is the uh, comes from uh, comes from. Uh, uh, Ogden Golet, because she's quoting, again, our white guy, Ogden Golet. I don't have a problem with quoting white folks, but, you know, I got to look, right? Most of a lot of times they're right. A lot of times they're incomplete because a lot of times they're publishing books for the general population or for the medium experts, but Europeans hide their hand and hide their work. Some of the books that we need, uh, cost five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. There are libraries like uh, uh, NY, uh, Columbia uh, libraries uh, that we can't get in without going to that university. But yet they know it's there, right? So I know I'm being long, but I am being careful and I'm being complete. So, open golden gauntlet. A white god said this. So. Saw so is dependent on his European quote but does not check other sources, both for incorrect. You're, uh, saw and his European source. First uses is in the pyramid text of Pepe, other in 674, section 1998b. Uh, um, so at least there is another, uh, another European saying that uh, uh, Kimmet is in another place. Um, and here it is. Um, the plate is hidden for almost every translation of pyramid text. You will read, you will see, you will see it referred to this. But when you go to the pyramid text, you will never find it because you have to go to yet. Um, you have to go to the the one of the first people, the the most uh, the great masters of the European, not Mercer, uh, not Maspero. Not J.P. Allen, you have to go to Kurt Cease, who's their grandmaster. And in this handwritten note of Kurt Seath, in the miscellaneous utterance of the pyramid text, written in 1908, 1908 though the plate should be well uh, known, is not, the implications are enormous. In the Old Kingdom, stand before the chief. That's basically what's saying, uh, standing before the, uh, the, Kim, the, the Kente right of the of kemet at hap, at hap so that's what the quote is basically saying is uh aha uh ek uh hente kemet hap that's basically uh that's basically what it's saying and this is in uh a pyramid text and so there was a uh, a skit where richard prior did richard prior this kid where he walked in with a bunch of Europeans and he started looking around in this uh, tomb. Uh and he said, wow, look, look at all these black things. It's all black. Look, 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 look at this. These people got afros. These people are cool. Look, look, they look like posing. And man, look at this. This is a black dude. Black dude. And the Europeans started backing away, right? And then they sealed the tomb with Richard Pryor in it. This would be one of the things that you would find in ancient Kemet that the Europeans hold dear to themselves. For if, even though it should be the front center of every book, it is not. So the chronology test of Assar Imhotep failed. He relied. And Assar, man, listen, I mean, Assar is a bright dude. I'm not taking away anything from Assar the man. I'm just talking, taking away from the method. And because he chose to uh, criticize Diop and didn't follow the rule, um, I'm just trying to make my point. A saw is not personal, it's just African. Um, can you still hear me?
0: Yep, we can still hear you. Yeah, can you hear yourself? Is the question.
2: Who's talking, Ankh?
0: Yeah, <laughs> can you hear yourself? <laughs> That's the bigger question. Well, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Wait, Uncle. Uh, I mean, you really want to interrupt like that? I didn't interrupt you. Uh, okay, so, I mean. I thought you
0: said you asked because we hear
2: you. We can hear you. No, I asked Ujawa his this Can you read any of this?
0: No, sir. All
2: right, you my brother. I love you, Uncle Jack, for who <laughs> you are. Right? Yes, Have sir. you ever seen this plate before?
0: What? What, this plate? I yeah. heard of it.
2: yeah, Of course you heard it. Have you ever seen it? No, sir. Okay, so um, Uncle. <clears throat> Uncle Keck. Yes, sir. My brother. Okay. Stand down.
0: I'm standing down, sir.
2: Kim does mean black. Now, now, so brother Reggie now has to follow a saw's. Uh, and saw is not incorrect. A saw is correct about pointing out the assumptions that we make. A saw is doing a great service uh, to our people. He's doing a great service to our people because someone has to respond. I'm just responding for my teachers. Um, if I'm incorrect, they will correct me. And, uh, if I'm incorrect, uh, my adversaries will correct me. Uh, so th- if a saw is right, wrong, um, uh, he'd be corrected. Like I am correcting him on the grammar rule. He, uh, uh, so, Kim does mean black. So, now we're going to get to the prong of his thing. In a source presentation, he provides no evidence for ancient Egyptians that Kim does not mean black, except for stating it uh, uh, and not following the feminine singular uh, T rule, showing points that Kim may mean other things and does not prong- prove himself that Kim does not mean black in this context. He simply just used a bunch of variations from our gods the european to show look him means black him does not mean black and 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 uh europeans say this but uh you know europeans say a lot of things sometimes they actually tell the truth but you got to look all right i mean mean, you just can't look you got to see so he was looking at what they said some things i don't think he agreed Here, even the Europeans say Kim is the black land and Kim is black, right, Uh, without being a unit, using a determinative, but you got to look. So here, Kim is black and he gives his sources, right, and then there is no determinative. So the first thing we do, we see the determinative that Saw used, right, uh, as being black, meaning with the hair. But then we see in eight uh, eight we see Kim, Old Kingdom, Kim, just straight. It's an adjective. The you know, Europeans go on and say the black land, but they want to say the black land because they know the rule now. But they want to say it's the black land. They don't want to say it's the black people, the uh, black state. And then, and so they're comfortable, watch what they do. Comfortable is saying the black land, Egypt. But when they get to Kim it all of a sudden it's Egyptians. Do y'all see that? This is our uh, uh, P, uh, 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 intellectual adversaries. Kim is black, even for them. But all of a sudden when you get to Kim, they use a modern constructed word, Egyptians. And then they go back uh, to Kim where now it's the bitter lake. Then they have the jar. Um, they have completion, conclusion. Um yeah, but the fact of the matter is all of a sudden now, Kim, yeah, Kim is black. Adjective, yes, good, good. You know, we know about the feminine T role, but god damn it, I am not gonna show my servants, niggas, that they cause that Kim has anything to do with black. And if you do, you're gonna be locked into a tomb, you're gonna be discredited, you're gonna be marginalized. But Diop stood, he stood tall. Uh, He stood strong, and he made the point. Now, okay, so we can go into a little bit of science and archaeology, blackware. Black pots was probably first, uh, okay, so we're talking about the production of black and then blacktop pottery. Black pots uh, were first uh, produced occasionally by accident, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically, black pots was made through smoke so they uh so basically it was a scientific process of using smoke stains and then they perfected it so the african was using science uh charcoal uh carbon uh to create uh black ware okay so this is science of creating black black science right uh, Redware is pretty much black. Red and black pottery is made uh, uh, a similar way, right? Where in this case that you still use smoke to blacken the uh, black parts, and then you know you need a uh, uh, and then under. But before that, there's a rut. There's red underneath it, and so basically, what they do is they they chip away, they chip away the uh, the black part to reveal the red part. Right, but the black pot is made, uh, is, is basically, well, you know, smoked. So then so then we get this concept, the African, you, don't you think the African would kind of like deify this process, make it a determinative, the smoke charcoal, the, um, which becomes a kindler. Okay, so then we get to uh, maps. This is an Egyptian map of uh, Hamamat where those Africans went to, uh, came back from the Black land to uh, to their Black uh, fertile place, uh, their own plot in Kemet, where they felt comfortable by the water, relieving themselves, but they themselves used, uh, created a map of Black and red, right? So when you have red and Black pottery, what do you think that means? Why would they make a red and Black pottery? Well, they're making it black, the soil, the country where they live, and red, the desert. And here is uh, the uh, map illustrating uh, what I have said. So, but you know, Kim does not mean black, and desert, it does not mean red, right? In the context that he wants to use it, but uh, if you ask somebody who knows ancient Egyptian language, what color is the top and what color is the bottom, you're gonna get chem and you're gonna get desert. You're gonna get chem and you're gonna get desert here. Because we're definitely talking about the desert and we're definitely talking about uh, fertile plains. Uh, I didn't see uh, uh, a saw quote, any uh, text relating to the earliest usage of chem black in, um, in writing uh, to show that Kim was not black. I didn't see, I didn't see that. I know he said it. I know he showed uh, the dictionary uh, and then he showed the points, but I, I, um, and, and yeah. So he might've showed a, a, a single paragraph. I'm trying to show you uh, Medu Netcha. So interesting, 1934, 1935 excavations at uh, Giza, Offering list in the Old Kingdom, with Salim Hassan. I'm like, man, the infodici, like you know, uh, that's part of infodici name. I'm like, I mean, it's strange, but anyway, uh, this Old Kingdom offerings. So here, Old Kingdom offerings, where you have the menu hedge, the menu hedge, and the menu hedge is the white, uh, white boss, and then you have the, um, uh, you have the kem. You have the uh, the kim, uh, menu, which is the black stone. So we um, so we know we're using adjectives to talk about uh, color. Uh, again, the adjective is quali- uh, uh, qualified the determinative uh, for these particular items. So this is an old uh, Egyptian, old Kingdom Egyptian. So I took this. Kim glyph from there, sorry it's not as clear, right? So the key component for production um, of vases is carbon material set on fire to produce smoke. So the glyph of the carbon on fire is a representation of this process. Why would the ancient Egyptians not memorize this important technology in a glyph that was so widely used in pre-dynastic and dynastic times? The ancient Egyptians were capital memorialized objects uh, widely used in their writing system. They also uh, used uh, this soot, carbon material uh, based, uh, cool, uh, consisted of black, smoke black soot by burning either a cheap kind of frankincense, uh, sorry, cheap kind of frankincense, or the shells of almonds, and then specially quality used on the on the amount of its supported medicinal properties. Uh, contained besides carbon, so they put in some juice on the black soot, the medicine, so that they could put it under their eyes. But nevertheless, it's still black eye paint. Now, this is where I get into a little trouble, uh, where you know, you may might uh, get at me and and maybe some of the other. Uh, uh, Metanetra scholars because Mujawa is definitely a Meta-Netra scholar. But did we have, uh, we have Har Din, this Har is Din, and we have him sitting on his throne, and then we have uh, him apparently doing the uh Hepset, the uh, the, the Hepset festival where he has to test his fitness. And uh, we so so we see Har and then we see Din in the glyphs. And then we see the king. And then we see these other, uh, we see, uh, this is a uh, first dynasty, old kingdom. Like, interesting, right? So we see other things that we can make out. Uh, we see the North soot or the sweat. Uh We see uh, uh, basically Hat, uh, like uh, we, we Then underneath, underneath this, we have this object. This is where I'm gonna get in trouble with Jowl and I could, I, could, uh, I could take it. I could take it. Where this looks like it's the Q for like caress and the M the owl, um, saying Kim. And then it looks like the T. Uh, so um, it could be very well something else, but this is, looks like uh, old first dynasty Kemet right there. Okay, well this is C. Okay. So um this doesn't have anything to do with black, uh, but it does have something to do with the people naming their state in this, but but what I am using is I'm not doing the look see method. I'm I am using my I'm doing I'm being multidisciplinary. I am using uh my skills in medunetra, which is uh, uh um one part, two part, less than Ujao, right? Um, um, I'm using, but I, but I have good uh, comprehension s- skills, uh, analysis skills. I'm a former engineer. I see him doing the HEP set. I think that that is. Uh, we can all say that that's happening, and but I do see this Kim Met, and uh, that's interesting. So I'm, I'm looking at the chronology of Kemen. Uh, so Asar, uh, uh, he goes to uh, Kalenjin language and he uh, goes and looks at what they're saying. Uh, these may be descendants of ancient Egypt, but this is, uh, yeah, this ain't, this ain't got nothing to do with grammar rules or anything like that, for ancient Egyptian. Uh, but we're looking here, he's looking at chem roots in the Kaladin language, nice way to deflect that he did not know the, uh, he did not show that or that he used that the adjective qualifies the noun. He goes, uh, and I do think comparative languages are important. Um, yeah, but you, know, you can't use this chart to, to deal with what we're talking about. Uh, I'm almost finished. Check on, uh sorry, Diofalo Benga. He says that, you know, he cites another method uh, that we could use to help us understand language between the, even though he uses uh, compar- comparative linguistics, historical comparative linguistics. Uh, he cites another method, it's called the semiotic method. Definition of semiotics, a general philosophical theory of signs and symbols that deal especially with their function in both artificially constructed and natural languages and comprises synetics, semantics, and pragmatics. So historical uh, or comparative linguistics is a tool that we can use, but there are other tools. Dr. Edgar, I mean, sorry, Edgar Ridley He's a best-selling author on Amazon.com in the uh, category of African studies. He remains he remains at the top 50 uh, fifty uh, uh, best-selling books. Uh, he says he talks about the symptomatic thought process that 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 versus the symbolic thought process. So it has to be symptomatic. It has to have something to do with uh, the functions solving the. Uh, Solving problems. Um, those are his two books. Hefidishi um, uses his work. I use his work. Uh, Theophilo Benga uses, uh, 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 is symptomatic, and he's using semiotics. Uh, Edgar Ridley uses uh, cognitive uh, 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 semiotics. My point is that the comparative method is, uh, is but one of the many tools we can use to understand the people, the culture, and the artifacts. As the bank correctly inferred on the other slide, there are other tools that we can separate our understanding of Africa from the clutches of the oppressors. So, the afoul Banger says, um, let me see, to exit the African general linguistics repetitions and current impasses, as well as secular minor status that of standard description, in this and precise language project. Since the comparison is constantly avoided, discarded, ignored, we must necessarily take into account the Egyptian language, pharaonic, and Coptic. Which should now have a place in the African university next to the Greek and Latin, Arabic, Dravidian, um, yeah. So as a uh, so uh, we have to, we can use other tools. I'm in no way saying that uh, the the comparative historical historical comparative method is not useful, but in the sense of this conversation is that um, I believe that I saw uh, misuse the tool. This tool does, simply does not take precedence over the other methods, but in this case, the word and kemet, attested, deciphered, and translated in Nile Valley, uh, it take, that takes precedence over that with the art and artifacts. The tool should be used to understand the world of the Nile Valley African before ancient Egyptian writing. The, the writing of the Nile uh, Valley African stands on its own. Um, so we could use a sim, uh, semiotic, symptomatic uh, Egyptian uh, grammar. Egyptian translations understanding about, to, to understand the world. Assad so did not take a multidisciplinary approach to proving Kim was not black at all. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. And, and you know, um, he just simply did, did not do that. He assumed that the European was right and that he used other meanings of European scholars, but he did no proof of even looking at whether or not the Europeans were right or wrong. So. Um, that's why uh, Neture won the case and this is why. I'm, um, so I've showed texture proof, scientific usage proof. Um, I will show color name proof, but you've already uh, asserted that uh, Kim is a color, right? But Asaw actually said in the slide that uh, dessert does not mean red and Kim does not mean black. So Zhao asserted that, but Asaw did not. Uh, he's a, uh, there's a semiotic uh, proof and there's a symptomatic proof. Now, uh, he looked at Kim is equal black. Um, he looked at other uh, genetic related languages uh, about ancient Egyptian in, in general. Uh, Dr. Faraji is an expert in uh, Nubian um, culture, Christian. Uh, uh, in the in the later parts, and he he shows that ancient Egyptian the ancient Egyptian world lived at least up to like 900 B.C. Um, interrupted by uh, the destruction of Moreau. Uh, uh it 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 revived itself actually under King uh, Simcoe in Christianity uh, had another problem with the uh, Arab invasion, where yeah. Uh, but he, um, but he, his book is the roots of Nubian Christianity uncovered. Now, so I finished proving all three prongs of the test to show the chronology of the terms Kem and Kemitu at the same time that they mean black. Uh, then earlier, with the help of Netanet, proving a determinative obligation in its proper perspective using Middle Egyptian grammar, uh, Diops adjective qualifies to determinative. Uh, so I, I proved. Uh, or I looked at the three prongs that no one else has ever done. Whether I saw Imhotep accepts my uh, response um, today, this was in fact done. I'm uh, essentially I'm done proving that Diop assumed nothing. He didn't assume and remains correct in his defense of and then I won wanted debate because he had applied the rule. I saw Imhotep and his colleagues did not prevail because they never showed the Middle Egyptian rule was incorrect. However, I'm surprised that Saw would deny. Black as a color, so I add some references. So here, color terms in ancient Egyptian, Coptic, four basic color terms are black, white, red, and green, uh, and then he mentions, of course, uh, you know, what the names are. So, um, um, and then he mentions that they are, adjectives can also be used as predicates, and he talks about the eye, uh, the eye is red, uh, or the eye is lapis lazuli, like blue, so he's using adjectives. So he is applying, he himself is applying the rule in his context of speech, making them uh, qualify the noun. So what just happened? I showed the chronology of the word kemet. I proved that in Middle Egyptian grammar, the use of the feminine T, singular feminine T determinative, uh, and it qualifies it to, uh, the determinative or classifier. It just helps us know what what type of uh what type of thing that we're talking about. Approved uh, that Kim is black and Kimic, uh, and approved uh, the root and the adjective that qualifies the determinative was black land. I saw some names of colors. I saw uh, even used a black pupil example and just ignored that the pupil is black. Dark for African people, um, uh, pupils are usually dark for African people. I showed that Kim is black because the uh, because, because, because uh, Middle Egyptian dictionary uh, without a determinative, just to source it, what well, the sword did not do. He stated, but did not prove accurately the chronology of the word Kemet. He proved it relying on uh, Oakden. He was incorrect himself about the chronology of Kemet, Kemet, if what I showed you by curtsies is there. He relied if, in fact, what I showed you on the uh, glyph of Den, uh, sorry, the uh the plate of Din was correct. Uh he didn't look further than Ogden. I at least looked. He did not follow many Middle Egyptian grammar rule, the feminine singular T. He confused it with another rule, thinking it's feminine or um, it means feminine or something. He did he didn't state the rule enough for me in his paper, in his presentation, to say what type of rule he was using. Uh he stated that Kim did not make black, but he did not prove it. Yet uh um Except for showing variations. Um, yeah, he has to admit that uh, it, uh, it is a color. Color is an adjective that was satisfied a feminine T uh, assembly uh, uh, words that Diab talked about. And then Diab says that, of course, the adjective qualifies as determinative. It does not even begin to add relevant African history uh, the Africans, who they were, what did they respect, how did they live, how did they respect their ancestors. However, he spends his time creating the fictional Egypt called ah. On- uh, uh, Naganda. The use of Naganda uh, Naganda itself is dangerous to our cultural image. Anyway, what Assar proceeded to do since ignore the grammar rules, and because Europeans give different definitions, Kemet, he proceeded to use his former historical comparative method to reconstruct Kemet and what it means. He also said that Shakaanti Diop assumed, and therefore Diop was wrong. He then set up a case of, of that Diop's usage of Egyptian grammar uh, was wrong on Kemet and Kemet by setting a case dependency. I showed that Diop and Net-to-Net use the rule. You use the rule first, then you cite the examples. When you use the rule, you follow and examine the outcomes. If you believe that the outcome is correct, then you show the cases where it isn't correct. That's a proper method. He did not prove Net-to-Net was wrong in his use of Middle Egyptian grammar. Further, Net-to-Net used Coptic, the last form of Egyptian writing, to prove that it's still Kim was still black in and well and said and, and black in ancient uh, Coptic. He went out of the ancient Egypt world to create cognates, which was unnecessary. The remesher Egyptians put their words in context. He constructed a meeting of Kemet using the word Niganda. Europeans already use it, uses Niganda. Or even if I mispronounce it, and it should, it might be ganda where the end is silent, if I read it, I'm still reading in ganda until I apply a rule of making the end silent. Uh, Marvel Comics did his job, so where Asai Motep created this uh, true meeting of Kemet, H-Hiraro, from U Uganda Village Property and New Pastures with Abundance of Grass and Waters. Well, well Marvel Comics already did it, and they Wakanda, and they're fictional uh, Uganda or Naganda. But in this case, Europeans tell you straight, there's Wakanda, there's Canaan, there's Azania, and there it goes. Niganda where the niggas live. Right? Now, now, Kemet was no damn utopia. Africans shed blood to united uh the the the, the world of the African was, uh, they were fighting not only the other people, the invaders, they were fighting famine, disease, and earthquakes. It is not just a properly the new pasturage with abundance of grass and water. That that can't that can't, can't be accepted gift from Infadisi Jehudimas, importance in this response is Infadisi, uh, a great student of Dr. Riketti focused on Imhotep II, tree, and his teachings and new publications, um, uh, Metahotep, and the Spirit of the Magi. Why is this important? It's important because it's important to put the concept of when Kemet became widespread usage in the Middle Kingdom, after the old kingdom, Tawi descended into chaos. That was the name, Shmai Tawi Tawi. First, people went in, um, back to the gnomes, and then gnome, gnome rulers emerged. The kingdom's leadership split into two sections of power uh, Hawa Insu uh, and, and, and Waset. Mentahotep II emerged from the lens of, uh, of uh, Waset uh, kings and rulers from the Intef family. During his reign, the unthinkable happened family. The 14th year of Mentahotep's reign is indeed the year of the crime of Thinis or Tijinu. This certainly refers to the conquest of, uh, uh, of Tijinu by the uh, kings uh, uh, of the Hawat uh, Nenin Insu, who apparently desecrated the most sacred ancient royal necropolis of, of Abdu, like Abdu where, Abdu um in the process. They destroyed uh, the, the period, um, they destroyed the necropolis that linked the whole people to the ancient past, the pre-dynastic past, uh, the, the, the first dynasty past. the III, who was the king of uh, Hawai'i and in, 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 uh, showed remorse for the act in his, uh, in his famous uh, instructions to his uh, son, Makari. Do not destroy ancient buildings he said, with a destruction through action. I acted thus, and so it happened, just as he who has transgresses likewise did act against God. He himself said that he acted against the African God by destroying ancient buildings, disconnecting his people from the past. This horrible act separated ancient Egypt from its past. Mentehotep II se- subsequently dispatched his armies to the north. The famous tomb of the warriors, Delabari, discovered in the 1920s contained the linen wrappings of unmummified bodies of 60 soldiers killed in battle, their shroud bearing Mentahotep's uh, 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 sinew. Due to his proximity to the Theban royal tombs, the tomb of the warriors is believed to be that of the heroes who died during the conflict between Mentahotep and his foes of the Norse, citing in. The 39th year of his reign, he unified uh, Kemet Shmaitawi as a mandate and then ruled for 12 years. Now, in this crime of Tanis, Tejinu, the ancient city of the black ancestors of Namur and Jujena otherwise was destroyed. Uh, in the Book of the Dead, Tejinu is a holy place from ancient times, from the pyramid text. Uh, it was a black city where the deceased king would stand before the deified chiefs. The Kente and just the word Kemet rose out of the place in that period um, that they mythologized and deified and because of the great crimes against the ancestors uh, who were the great blacks. Um, so here you see uh, Hotel seizing the moment. Seizing the moment. Infidisi uh, Jehounimas uh, uh, expertly uh, uh, begins to write about this, and he saw a story. Here, the the land is black, representing uh, the land, uh, the state, the red is the desert. He puts it on his face, he makes his face black. Uh, uh, he conquers the red, that's the crown. So, So now this image becomes the symbol of his country He personifies personifies these colors, makes it the face of the people and the ruler. Mentehotep's, his tomb has a pyramid on top. He's familiar with the pyramid text. That's my point of this. It's also the model Hatchisep's tomb. Mentehotep makes himself a, the Kim Weir, the great black. From this, I'm using semiotic, uh, and I'm being symptomatic. This is what Menta does. He seized on the crime of Keddy the Third, and he was able to take a concept out of ancient Egypt for the for the black king's uh, ancestors, and he and he did he he uh, he, he made it symbolic. Here's his wife. His wife. His name. wife's name is uh, Kim Set. Is Kim Set is a is Kim, and Set, and and is written in glyphs, and it basically means black wife, right? Or a a delicate form of Kim without the charcoal, Kimset. And there she is, um, black as ever, Gucci down to her socks. That's the beautiful Kim Set, his wife. Here is interesting, because here is Kim set, but this time she's using, uh, so there's the hair glyph, um, and then is her name, and she's a royal, she's a royal wife, and here she's being, her hair, black and beautiful as ever. She's being adored by Libyan women, and there is her name, and now she's applying that name to, uh, or the writer is using the flesh glyph, flesh glyph, uh, like, like netricat, with the M, a play on words, to show who she is. Unify the country, two terms come out of the 11th dynasty, Kemen and Tameri. Oaten says, uh, that Asar, uh, quoted, is in this context is the country that Egypt was used to concept, and um, I pretty much already said that, um... I'm, uh'm I'm, again I'm saying this play Holly ever appears to talk about the uh, this this the Hinty, the 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 uh, the great chiefs in uh, of 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 this place called Kimmick at hap and then I just combine this uh this remind you of this glyph and then I show you what europeans do it's europeans they will go. And they will describe every damn piece of that um, uh, 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 art image. But you notice know when it comes to the Kemet chem- glyph.
3: Hey, just one quick second, uh, brother Reggie. Um, it's eleven twenty-four. So I w- if you could wrap it up in, in six minutes. Yeah, I'm wrapping it up. Okay. So I'm it.
2: basically saying, um, I'm basically saying that the Kim glyph. Uh, uh they don't describe that. And then I'm um and then I go back to this point right here. I just have to wrap it up. But I'm just basically saying say your name in the great gnome or Thinite gnome depending on the translator. That's the great place in Tingenal. Take taken with uh one of the shrines that might be there, a holy place is Kim combined with this glyph, the Kim glyph, gives meant a hotel gives him to Hotep, knowing all of this, gives him a way in which to transform Egypt. Uh, these were the ancient, um, this is Diop, this is the ancient black uh, Africans uh, in, in, in this shrine. And so, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I just basically say what the comparative method is, I don't have time, was to go of the comparative method. I don't think that the comparative method should have been used uh, to... Uh, to try to figure out what Kemet was. We had enough information. Did we need to uh, reconstruction uh, cognizance for Kemet? No. Uh, here's the uh, last couple slides.
0: Hey, slides. Excuse me, Brother Reggie. Yes? I know you told me to stand down, but how long, I mean, how long you think you got? I already Actually, asked him that, and he, he's wrapping it up okay. now. So
2: here's my point. My point is that- Because um, I forgot, I just forgot
0: the whole damn point. Reggie, I ain't gonna lie to you.
3: Wait, uncle. I already, I
0: already asked him that. He, he was grab. He's wrapping it up. Shit, he wrapped me up. You won, Reggie. No, you, you won.
2: So, here, so here it is. The um, mental hotel is slaying an Egyptian. He's slaying uh, an Asiatic. Slaying a, a Nubian. Um, he's slaying a Tenehu, right? So he's slaying, but he's slaying Egyptian first. He's unifying his country. So you know, just because you're black, nigga. Just because you black, nigga, you ain't the great black, nigga, right? You ain't the to nigga, you done forgot, right? So you getting slate. So there's a, a reason black ain't James Black. We got to be great blacks. So stop saying, uh, yeah, uh, leave that out. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in your response. Um, the whole point of this presentation is that if you want to learn meta nature, uh, everybody interested in learning meta nature, interested in this presentation, like my presentation, Buy Dr. Ricketti out. She, she, she is a great African woman who uh, spent her years trying to give us ordinary Africans uh, a way in which we can talk about this. Buy her out. he said Amazon. I uh, won't talk about my uh, tribute to my teachers. I close. How much to you, great African ancestors of ta Nefer. the beautiful land. There is the red... And there is the black. And uh, I close. I'm going to get some water. I close. You, you happy, Ankh?
3: Okay, so that's good. Uh, Reggie, that, that was, man, that was good. You said you get some water. All right, let me. Um, Damn, I'm happy. One second. Let me go ahead and.
0: Um, Shit. Man, listen. Hold listen. up, Reggie.
3: If you could stop sharing your screen before you get up. Did I catch you you
0: lady out of there, yo. God, you write everything down, Wuja?
2: No, there's a slide up here. so (laughs)
0: uh,
2: Okay, so let me, I gotta stop sharing my screen. Stop
0: sharing my screen. Hey, Reggie, how you feeling, brother? You all right?
2: no I'm,
0: I'm 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 thirsty i'm uh for a long time I, I, yeah oh, shit. you said you thirsty so man, shit. so I, I have
3: i have a i have a question uh unrelated to what you were saying reggie um but it's for everybody and it's for the audience actually um oh, we've been we've been on here for uh, about two hours now two hours and so and so, what I would like to do is cool. to um, so the video. So this video won't be a five-hour long video, yeah, whatever case is. Nice. I would I would rather to close this one out, mm, and mm. then restart another uh, video right away. So everybody can we can start fresh where everybody we have a part one and part two. So so this one video won't be real 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 long, and we don't have to download it and chop it up and all that kind of sure. stuff. So if that's agreeable to everybody, then we can do that very quickly. And when we start back up, it's on the same channel, the whole nine. Everybody who's watching now can just um, watch mm-hmm. the other video.
0: You gonna start yeah. another video. Man, Reggie won, man, shit, hands down. So vote, vote. you got it. Mm. Uh, but that doesn't what's answer it, what's, my question. Was that long though, Uja? Did you expect it to be that long?
3: Uh, i would like an answer to my uh questions because because <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna extend it even longer talking about uh was he supposed to be that long and all that stuff so man, hey, uh, we can
0: respond tomorrow or something man The we have some initial questions we got why don't we just do uh 10 minutes
2: of initial questions let me close out
0: well
3: i mean i don't think that that would be uh beneficial because a lot of <laughs> things you said and a lot of things you know because we we allowed you to you know we we gave you you know the whole floor to speak you know and, uh, right. and to oh. go through everything and i i have exactly everything you said and just me alone uh y'all about to go to class so reggie i'm, I'm about to give you a free lesson in grammar i'm about to give the audience a free lesson in grammar uh,
4: I, I, I haven't seen so much dancing around the subject since beach <laughs> <laughs>
3: So so, listen, Reggie, man, you are my brother, uh, from from another mother, and everything, and all of that good stuff, and and so, you know, because we spent B
0: Street, we're in we the beat.
3: This, this, time, this time on it. Uh, so I, 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 I just want to know. So it's it's eleven thirty, and I, you know, the attention span, you know, and stuff like that. So are we gonna start another another one, or are we gonna? I'm on Neb and the Source of a debate. That
2: was four hours long.
3: Yeah, right. and, and that people, was the right, problem. That's the problem. People. That's people the wanna, problem. Don't, we didn't got beat down. No, people don't want to watch no, a four-hour no, video. I, I leave
2: alone. I just made re- I, my thing was to make a response. I had no. No, no,
3: Listen, listen, Reggie, you're you're fine. I'm not. No, uh, no, I don't. No, no, nobody i You making uh? You're,
2: you're, look, I mean, it's not what you want to do to me. But no, no, no,
4: <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait to you. We're just gonna close this one out and start right. another one so that yeah. so your all all of your presentation is just one presentation and people don't have to skip through uh four to five hours worth of okay,
2: content so fine. i'm logging now send me a link
3: no 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 you don't have to go anywhere don't don't be so fast you you we don't have to go anywhere it's, it's just for the youtube audience <laughs> oh okay so, so so yeah so so you know we can all relax and and yeah so hey, that was reggie. the only thing so no nah, nobody's complaining about how long you took that was that was good i like that that was really Shit. good so i mean i guess well, i appreciate that reggie well unk is, but
0: yeah you won that you won yo if it was left to me yo i say you won yo
4: <laughs> yes <Yeah>, sir
0: <laughs> i don't know how you did it boy god should have wrote the book man
3: all right. So this is what we're going to do. So hopefully the audience is agreeable to it. I know it's late again. It's Saturday night. We appreciate everybody uh, hanging out with us, but we're going to, we're going to start another, um, YouTube session, um, right when we close this out. So don't go anywhere. Just, just look at the channel. You'll see it pop up, click on it and we can keep it rocking and rolling. All right. So
0: um, hey, was yeah, uh, can we just start with the rule? Did he get that rule? Right. That's all I want to know
3: we will discuss all of that on the next uh,
0: oh thing. My god man you put the but, hour on the rule okay hey man you better have gotten that rule right yo you want an hour on that rule? i
2: called it the europeans the gods
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right so, <laughs> so so hold on wait wait can, i mean i mean i mean can, <laughs> we, can we can we can i at least get 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 this closed out so so i want yeah. everybody
0: yeah go ahead go, um, on, go ahead man so
3: listen so again everybody who's watching we got over 140 we got 100, 140 people watching so i expect the same people to jump on over to the next video we're only doing it to keep it bite-sized because you know we don't want these four or five hour videos where people don't really how long really is it now uh Woo-Jah? and everything it's about long two long hours it it's about two hours
0: okay that's it all right all, all right, right so-
3: part of that
4: time, it's, about, it's almost yeah, it's two about two
3: and a half hours. So <laughs> so right. So we're about we're about to jump off. So everybody, uh um, I'll see you all in the next video. Stay stay put. Just stay on our channel. And when you see the next live uh, uh come up, just go ahead and, and click it on in. So again, uh this is the close out the brother Reggie's presentation. We gave him um, you know, the floor, the mic, all the time. And do every, I, do I, do I. everything like that. Uh appreciate you know, you, Reggie. We respect the brother Reggie. We appreciate him. And we are ha- glad to have him and uh, have him back, you know, on the scene. He said he didn't go anywhere and we know he didn't go anywhere, but it's always good to see the brother. So with that, now, I say, uh, I'm gonna say share Hotep whole tip and we're gonna pick up with this on the next video.
0: Now it's time to beat him up now. Now, now
4: we have fun now.